This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, this is Dirk Nowitzki, and you're listening to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. TK. I like this, TK. I like that. Yeah, it's the Mavericks, all about action. Don't do no acting, no Samuel Jackson. Dirk at the ball, you know that it's magic. Post move deadly, yeah, it get tragic. Look with the ball, yeah, it get nasty. He'll drop 30, don't gotta ask him. Got Chris Stapps, coach at the Adam. I spaz like Dallas, set out on rapping. God, if Lucas shoot the ball, you know that it's cash. But my boy still living the past. Now he got my boy Chris Stapps, looking like Dirk and Nash in the gap. They just wanna ring, wanna fill the gap on your team head. I ain't talking hats, dang, go relax. Still at the champ, Diva still coming with the Calibers flow. The master. Welcome in to the Step Back, a Mavs podcast, every. Everybody, I'm your very amped and maybe a little emotionally unstable host, Dalton Trigg. I'm joined by my co-host and DallasBasketball.com colleague, Matt Galatson, who is uh, a little bit calmer than I am right now. We're just moments away from the draft lottery reveal uh, getting underway. They already did the drawing at 6.50, which was about... 40 minutes ago but you know they have to drag it out and uh do the the nice reveal on espn but matt how are you holding up you know i'm not holding up very well right now (laughs) i'm doing fine man um i'm doing great because i'm more of a realist than you are i believe i'm very Um, real matt i'm very real there's a there's a six percent chance that they win it and it would be a lot higher had they lost the games that I wanted them to lose. I'm not here so, for this right now, Matt. We've come too far, <laughs> and we have too much good energy out there I'm for you saying, to be doing this. What I'm what I'm saying is there's no reason to be upset if they don't get to keep their pick. We still get Luca. We still have, you know, everything to look forward to this summer. Would it be? An ultra super awesome cherry on top to get Zion, absolutely. But the chances are so low that, you know, since it's probably not going to happen, it's probably not going to happen, and I can live with it. Okay, well, now had they had had they had the Knicks odds, and they landed outside the top five, I'd feel a lot more. Or you know, you know what I mean. I mean, okay, had, had they okay, but listen, listen, this is this is not when it. If and when they don't keep the pick, we can go through all this. Well, they could have, they should have done this, and maybe shouldn't have won this game, and you know all this other stuff. But until then, I don't even want to think about it. I mean, I know, I, I, I absolutely, I'm, I absolutely understand that the odds are not in their favor <laughs> to keep this pick. I, I get that. I'm just saying. I, I don't know. I feel better about this than I than I would if they had like a a higher percentage chance. Basically because of uh, recency bias. You know, last year they had the third best odds. They moved down to the fifth pick. So 
I don't know. And I mean, you had the lottery reform, so yeah, technically they're in the ninth spot, but they have the they have the same odds at number one that the sixth spot did last year. I don't know. I'm just amped. I'm too amped. I need to calm down. But <laughs> you do. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to keep you from having a heart attack. If they don't win it, they don't win it. It's not the end of the world. Well, That's all I'm saying. There's a good percentage of Mavs Twitter that was calling for my, me to be a blood sacrifice in order for us to get Zion. So, uh, hey man, I watch Game of Thrones. Blood magic works. <laughs> Our guy Kirk, he seems to be handling that for us right now. Yeah, though, yeah. unfortunately. Shouts to Kirk Henderson with his uh, his knee surgery. Yeah. Um. You know, he was sacrificed for Zion. Yeah, he was joking about them taking his leg for Zion. But on a on a on a more serious note, I really hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> no, he'll be fine. Um. Anyway, so. Wh- I mean, what do we what do we do here? How do, how is this structured? Do we know how they're going to count it down? What's going on? Well, obviously, they're going to start with. Uh, with pick number 14 and work their way down. But, uh, you know, the, 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 the show itself, the reveal is 30 minutes long. So we'll definitely know by eight o'clock, uh, the next 27 minutes. I'm watching mine on, uh, watch ESPN. Is is yours going right now? Yeah, no, I'm watching. I'm watching. Uh, mine's not going. I'm on regular ESPN. I'm on my TV with ESPN. So, Mm, let me try something different here. I don't want to. We've got to. We've got to find out at the same time. I ha, I can't. I can't have you telling me. <laughs> I can't be your Woj. I mean, I guess that's the bad part about this. Woj works for ESPN now, so he can't leak anything. <laughs> yeah, that does kind of blow. I mean, what, what what about Shams? He's got to know, right? I mean, even if he did, like I saw. Uh, I don't think they even invited him as part of the media that got to go in the back room. They they showed Zach Lowe like before this got started, and uh, he was going to the back room where they have this thing done. It's in like the bottom of the hotel. There's no windows. There's a desk where you know he had to stop and say that he was Zach Lowe with ESPN. They had to give over his cell phone, and then that's where the <laughs> that's where they had to stop filming. I mean, they take this stuff pretty seriously. Yeah, that was pretty intense. Uh, like, I don't really get it. I mean, they can just keep everything sealed and filed since they've already drawn it already. It's probably just mostly for TV drama, I guess. Well, this is this is the thing that's uh, that's killing me. You know, we got uh, the results have already happened, so <laughs> we're really just—it's already happened. Whatever's going to happen with the Mavs is already sealed in an envelope, so. We're just waiting for them to tell us. That's the worst part. Alright, so I think we need to tell everybody what's going on, though. So, if you don't see the Mavericks pop up at spot number 9, as Dalton was telling me earlier, that means that the Mavericks are in the top 4 automatically, correct? That's right. So, if that happens, then it's time to celebrate. No matter what you, no matter what you pick, you're in there. There's a little celebration that needs to be had. Exactly. <clears throat> yep. If they, you know, there's a there's a chance that they could go 
down to I think I think they have a very very slim shot at dropping to like 11th or 12th but really uh, the best chances are just to stay at uh, at 9th or move down to 10th but if they get to 10th and they get to 9th and they don't you know they don't have that Mavs logo in the envelope if they still do it the same way they've done in recent years we're gonna start getting really excited you know I was thinking too. It's uh, finally that the Mavericks have kind of hinted that they don't believe this is a one-player draft, um, which I've been saying all along. Um, there have been some people that have said otherwise, but I think that's ridiculous—a ridiculous statement. It's never a one-player draft. There, I mean, how many people enter the draft every year? I, I don't know that off the top of my head. I can't even I think mean, probably straight right at now. Least at least a hundred people <laughs> enter every year, probably more. <laughs> and to think that there's one player worth drafting in the entire thing is asinine and stupid. So I'm glad to hear they finally uh, they finally came out and said, you know, they there's life after Zion, which is true. I think there's a lot of good prospects to be had in that top four, those top four slots. Um, yeah, but, but I, I mean, mean it's we'll <clears throat> there's obviously said... different levels of excitement. But, you know, there's well, still I've, building blocks. I've said from the beginning there's good prospects in this draft. It's just from a from a raw talent and potential standpoint, I mean, it's it's such a big drop off. If I mean just just because we use the word drop off, it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, the other players don't have something to offer. They do. They're really good players. John Morant, RJ Barrett, uh, who else am I? Who else? Who else do I need to talk about? <laughs> Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter, Jarrett Culver. Right. I mean, um, you know, all Rio, those guys. Rio Huchimar or whatever. Uh, I'm not. I'm not the guy from Gonzaga. I'm just saying there's players. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they're they're really talented. It's just when you look at when you look deep into what Zion has done, and it's not just the eye test. It he passes like all the advanced stats. Uh, test that you can give him he's just he's so far in a way the best prospect in this draft in my opinion that's why people aren't as excited about the other picks I mean the other players they're, they're going to be great players or at least at the very least they're going to be good NBA players in my opinion but uh the Zion hype is just it's just unmatched right now and I understand why no I do too but what I'm what I'm getting at is I mean, who are the two, you know, who are the three best players in the NBA right now? Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, uh, LeBron. He's still up there. Okay, well, LeBron doesn't count because he's hurt and he's not in the playoffs. Well, so I okay, guess basically your top, really your top four players. Giannis. Are, oh my goodness, Giannis. How right can I not? I take it back. I take it back. I take it back. Giannis is better than LeBron at this point. Okay, yes. And then you could also throw James Harden into the mix. You could also throw Steph Curry in the mix. What I'm saying is none of those guys were selected number one. And two of those guys were selected outside the top 14 picks. You know, Kawhi and Giannis were number 15. So if everybody knew everything about every every prospect and it was all final we all knew what to expect then those guys both would have gone number one so we never know what's going to happen 
That's why okay, I don't, let that's me... why I think the idea of a one player draft is asinine. Before we go any further, I don't want I don't, I don't want to be too far behind you since I'm actually streaming this on my laptop, but did they just show Dame shooting up <laughs> practice shots on the court? Yes, on now they're end? now they're showing the uh the people who are representing all the teams. And now the logos. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking at Sense beautiful mug right now. Oh, well, we're a little bit I'm a little bit behind. All right. Let's see. Well, just let me know when you get to David Griffin. David Griffin. They're showing Zion. Wow, you're way far behind. (laughs) They're showing the Celtics and the Sixers. Let's see, there's Alonzo Mourning. Why am I so far behind? Because you're streaming on the internet. (sighs) I have really good... AT&T has been great to me. They should be faster than this. Okay, guys. Well, anyway, they're... They're, Wait, uh, know, are you David Griffin yet? Where's no, David Griffin? I'm at Cynthia. Now I'm at Elliot Perry with Memphis. I have no idea who Pretty that close. dude is. And okay, I'm at David Griffin. All right. So just so everybody knows how much I care about Dalton, I just delayed me finding out <laughs> the lottery results about two minutes just so we could be on the same page here. Well, you know what? This is stupid. We're probably going to find out on Twitter before we even. No, I'm not. No, we're not going to look at Twitter. Okay, Dalton. All right, we're not. That's really hard for me. I know. Okay, but we're not going to do it. Now I know how Woj feels working for ESPN. He can't break any ESPN news without them giving him consent. <laughs> There's Nick Gilbert. There's our guy, Nick Gilbert. Oh. <laughs> <Ugh. laughs> Oh man, ah, this is nerve wracking. We're just this might not have been the best idea. Why? I mean, I think this is fun. People y'all, y'all are, have to let us know. I mean, is this like the most annoying pod we've ever done, or is this the best pod we've ever done? I feel like there's some people out there that will enjoy <laughs> just like feeling my my anxiety through a through a pair of headphones. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Um, oh, man. Or my, you know, <clears throat> consistent pessimism. Whew. Okay, they're coming up to the stage. They've got the envelopes. Zion looking like, man, I want to be in Dallas. <laughs> no, he's not. He's looking like, man, just please don't send me to Phoenix or Cleveland. <laughs> In all honesty, if Zion avoids Cleveland, I'll I'll live with the results. Okay, here we go. Fourteen. The Celtics. That's about what we expected. Yep, no movement. Oh God. <sighs> We're just gonna have like this dead silence on okay, the pod dude. while we wait. The Heat are at number 13. There's also a huge chance that we won't even publish this if the Mavericks end up picking like number 10 or 11, so just be prepared. Ah! <clears throat> okay. Lord have mercy. All right, Hornets 12. Timberwolves in at 11. Ah, I'm not on the... I'm a little bit behind. That means the Lakers are in the top four. 
Oh, shit. No. Oh, you've got to be Matt. Matt. Wait, what? Are you there? Yes, I'm here, Dalton. The, we, we moved back to 10th. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> the Hawks. The Hawks get the tenth pick. And the Lakers that, are about to win that's the not, Lakers that's are about to win the number other... one pick. No. Man It's let's over. Let's just let's just cancel this. <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> they moved back again? <laughs> ah! Oh my god, no, we gotta keep it now. <laughs> How do you move back again? <laughs> oh my goodness, dude! That... I mean, that's fine. Like that—that that means Atlanta the gets a Hawks, shittier pick. The Hawks get but the like, eight. Really? That's actually dude, like the, the shittiest possible scenario for the Hawks. If the Lakers get the number one Phoenix, pick, oh my God! Phoenix finished sixth. Dude, what is going on? The Knicks are going to get the number one pick, dude. I Watch it be the Lakers. If there's any justice... The, if the, there's, Gilbert kid has, the Gilbert kid has a beard? Yes. How old is he now? <laughs> He's like 30. Patrick Ewing is just like, there, okay... Man? Look, if there, I'm, if there is any justice in this, the Pelicans will get the number one pick. Because of all the Anthony Davis crap that's been going on. Don't give the Lakers any more leverage. Which I don't know if they'd trade that pick for Davis anyway. Dude, they are they would have LeBron and Zion in the same team. That's like... Dude. This is bullshit. <laughs> no, it's not, Dalton. This is what I told you was going to happen. This is what happens when you win the, the games at the at the end of the year that you're not supposed no, to win. No, it's not. The Lakers finished with a better record than the Mavs. <laughs> I know, but still. That's what I'm saying is bullshit. <laughs> the Grizzlies and the in the in the the uh the Pelicans. I mean, come on, man. The Grizzlies finished above us, didn't they? No, they they were tied. We were tied with the. That's that's another frustrating thing. The Grizzlies and the Pelicans. We so had a you three lose way one tie. more game, and you have better odds, and you probably get that that Grizzlies pick. But we had the same odds as both of those teams. That's just Adulton, like horrible Adulton, luck. This is what you get. No, it's like not. you don't win. You don't win those games, and then there's not the the three way tie from seven, eight, and nine, and those those odds aren't jumbled. And it's not all f***ed. Two of those teams that we tied with ended up in the top four. I don't even care anymore. We might, we might, I mean, we might as well just keep recording to get the... I mean, we're, we're ending this as soon as we find out who has the number one pick. Because now I just feel like I'm torturing myself. Do you, do you realize how absurd that is? How absurd what is? I'm not even there anymore. The, the two of the teams that we tied with in the lottery standings are in the top four, and both of whom have a 6% chance at the number one pick, and neither of them are the Mavericks. <laughs>
That's what I was just saying. That's crazy. It, it, it just it never ends. One day, one day they're gonna move up in the lottery, Matt. But if you lose one more game, I guarantee you, you they're in there. One more game, you, I guarantee you. You can't look at it that way though, because that's not how the ping pong. Oh, look pong at it over. I damn well want <laughs> that's you, Dalton, not how because the that's ping pong. You know, it's like it's like if you go back in a time machine and step on a butterfly or something. <laughs> you know, you can completely alter the future by one little thing. It, I don't think it's that easy. <sighs> well, to everybody who is happy about the Golden State and Oklahoma City and Philadelphia wins, this is what you get. <clears throat> You're wrong. You're wrong. I'm not for, wrong. You're wrong for putting that on people. People, a fan can vote. I mean, a fan can cheer for their team to win a game. <sighs> not when, not when the opportunities are greater for them in the future. No, it's lose. just, it's just bad luck. I just, just, I hope all y'all are happy. I hope all y'all are happy. This has nothing to do with the fans. Stop putting it on the fans. It's all it your has fault. Something, fans. It has something to do with the the Mavericks as a whole they just have the worst lottery you know what i mean that's how it's always been though they always have to you know make some kind of trade or even when they got luca they had to trade to get luca so i don't know now we focus all of our attention over to free agency <laughs> by by the way you know we're going to have uh we're going to have richard stamen on and we we were hoping we we're gonna get to talk with him about some of the the top prospects that the Mavs were gonna be looking at, but regardless, he's gonna give us some names to look at at that uh, that thirty seventh pick. And you know what? Since they moved back, it doesn't matter. I don't think it matters. Hmm. Well, they said I don't the, know. They it, said the order might, they said the order uh in the second round is inverted from the the order in the first round. So I'm wondering if that means the Mavs get pick number 36 instead of pick number 37 now. Oh, anyway. Anyway, we're going to have Richard Stamen on. Y'all y'all probably know him better as Mavs Draft on Twitter. Uh but he's going to give us some names uh for us to look out for. And I'm sure a lot of y'all aren't really Holy excited. Shit. I can't see. I, I, I'm behind. No, it, Shams just tweeted it. Did he really? New Orleans has the number one pick. Oh, my God. Lakers, number four. Then the Knicks. Then the Grizzlies. Then the Pelicans. Oh, my God, you poor Knicks fans. Uh, oh. That is so funny. Dwayne Price just tweeted out 18 seconds ago, the Dallas Mavs did not win the top pick in the draft lottery. Thank you, Dwayne. <laughs> Thank you for that. Oh, my gosh. I'm, Dude, I, look, I don't, the... I, don't believe, it... I don't believe in this stuff being rigged, but that seems like such a makeup, makeup kind of thing for the Pelicans with what they've had to deal with lately. Dude, if it was rigged, it would have gone to New York or L.A. You're right. You're right. But still, it's just like... <laughs> Anthony Davis is, like, basically f***ed now. 
Man. By the way, this this podcast is probably going to be listed as explicit. I'm sorry, everyone. Oh my gosh, this is okay. Well, that's it. I mean, so so what are the Pelicans a playoff team now next year? Yes, yes, we get to go up against Zion Williamson four times a year. Lovely. This is awesome. Like, how can anybody even try and trade into that pick now? They can't. <laughs> That's the pick like that... The only, literally the only team that could have done it was New Orleans. That's the pick that other teams would have tried to get Anthony Davis with. <laughs> Like, I remember Shams earlier today, he was talking about how if the Knicks got the number one pick, they were going to shift their focus on, you know, turning that into a trade for Anthony Davis. So <laughs> now the Knicks, now the Knicks are going to get RJ Barrett, probably. No, actually, oh, they'll, yeah, no, they'll, they'll probably get John Moran. I bet, I bet I would, I would think the Grizzlies would take RJ Barrett instead of John Moran just because they have Conley. He doesn't seem like he's, unless they try and trade Conley. Dude, I'm I'm done with this. <laughs> I'm ready to move on. All right, guys, we're <laughs> we're gonna end this now. Uh, <laughs> if any, if you get anything good out of this whole night, just uh, maybe you'll have some, you'll get some humor out of our our uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Our disappointed reactions on here. Like Matt said, we're probably just going to list this as, as explicit and just, just roll with it. So, All right, guys, we're taking off. There's no, there's no need for us to keep, <laughs> to keep going on about this. We're going to have our guy, uh, Richard Stamen, a.k.a. Mavs Draft, on here to talk about second-round prospects. We'll get his reaction to the lottery, and we'll go from there. So uh, hang with us. We'll be right back. All right, guys, we're back. Uh, we apologize for the first half of this pod being so depressing, but, I mean, uh, <laughs> we had higher hopes even though we knew that that was entirely possible. I guess what makes it makes it so bad is, you know, the two teams that had the exact same odds as the Mavs, the Pelicans and the Grizzlies, they're picking one and two, uh, where the Mavs, they, they moved down to 10th. But even the Hawks, I mean, the Hawks have to feel, you know, really bad about this lottery. They Not only did they get the 10th pick out of this, uh, you know, from the Mavs, but uh, they moved down from 5th best odds to 8th. So they get the 8th pick instead of the 5th pick, uh, which was their own. But anyway, uh, Matt and I, we got uh, Richard Stamen here with us. Y'all know him uh, better as Mavs Draft on Twitter. Uh, he's here. He's going to give us his reaction from the lottery, and then uh, we're going to try to get past this together, and he's going to tell us about some names we need to keep an eye on for the Mavs with that number 37 pick in the second round. Richard, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me. Yep, yep. Well, I'm not doing that great. I'm <laughs> doing great now. <laughs> doing best you can, but, uh, I mean – what what were your initial reactions there? I'm I'm sure you were you were right there watching, you know, the same time we were and what what were your initial thoughts there? Well, uh when the Wolves got 11, I was angrier than anything that could have happened next, uh or so I thought. I was really upset that the Lakers went and jumped the Mavs. But 
the seven eight the teams that had the exact same odds as the Mavs want going up that just I've, I've had to walk out of my room I was so upset and I was really glad it was a long commercial break <laughs> I I'm very angry still at all of this mostly the Lakers I think that's still the thing that's gotten the most to me um I just I never liked the Lakers going up and I, I think uh I just I don't like them not gonna say anything else but I just don't like the Lakers so I'm really upset by that well and I I was telling Matt too when it when it got down to the uh the top four reveal and the Lakers were in I was like watch them win the number one pick and then that gives them even more leverage uh in the uh the Anthony Davis sweepstakes which I I don't think they would have traded that pick anyway if they had if they had gotten it but it was almost like the league making it up to the to the Pelicans uh obviously that's not how this works but in your in the back of your mind you can't help but but think about it like that, uh, given what the Pelicans had to go through with Anthony Davis and, uh, you know, clutch sports and Rich Paul and all that stuff during the season and the trade demands and all that. So the Pelicans, they're the big winners. Uh, they're probably going to get a, a pretty big haul for Anthony Davis this summer, assuming they, they trade him like like the majority of us think they will. Uh, so they're, they're doing good. But, Matt, uh, you have any, any other questions for – for Richard before we move on to his second round prospects analysis? Well, I mean, not necessarily for Richard, but like how sure are we that the Pelicans aren't going to be like a playoff team now? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> like that seriously, it's like it's uh it's it's Drew Holiday, Zion, Julius Randle, Anthony Davis. Um I mean, that's not like a bad little core. Maybe they just uh... stick with it. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they probably maybe they ship all those guys off except for Zion. Who knows? They still don't have a enough. They still don't have enough shooting, um, in my opinion. But uh, like we were talking about a little bit earlier, I I kind of feel like this means that Julius Randle isn't going to be back with the Pelicans. Uh, you know, not saying I think I think Zion's going to be a much much better player than than Randle. Uh, but you know their 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 height and similar builds. Even though Zion's more of like a like a Greek god type <laughs> type thing, he's you know he's 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 more chiseled and all that. But I mean, I just I don't know. I, I get the feeling that this means that Julius Randle is going to be gone. Well, I think depending on how the Anthony Davis trade goes, if they get like the Celtics package, which you know would probably include Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. I mean, those are all guys who contribute to winning basketball like way more than I think than what the Lakers could offer in terms of win now. Um, so I think they could be like a 40-plus win team if they get that kind of package. Uh, hopefully not. I'm, I'm really still upset about the fact that, uh, <laughs> that the Mavs have to play them four times a year and play Zion oh, Williamson man. four times a year. So that's uh, that's going to be really fun. And even then, like even if it wasn't the Pelicans, like now we all, now the Mavs also still have to face John Morant or R.J. Barrett two times a year barring a trade in Memphis. So, all of this is just like I'm still taking this in. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a really tough pill to swallow, and I guess one of the silver linings, like uh, immediately after that happened, or within a minute after that happened, I got a I got a text from my little brother uh, who recently graduated college. He's home for the summer. Uh, he <laughs> he texted me and he was just like, "Well, at least you get to see Zion two times a year because I I go down to New Orleans." Every time the Mavs are down there, and I was just like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get to go see him play." But 
he's not wearing the right jersey. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I'm like you. I'm still taking this in. It's it's just hard. I mean, I, I know everybody was like, oh, well, the Mavs, they haven't had any, any draft lottery luck in the past, so why should we expect it to change this time? But, I mean, come on. Like, it's got... They've got to have something change eventually, right? I mean, am I just crazy in thinking that? Like, what's keeping them from having just a little bit of lottery luck? Yeah, you're crazy. What? <laughs> well, I'm sure Matt. I'm sure Matt's gonna tell me that. Well, they should have lost a couple more games, and then they would have had the. <laughs> they would have had the lottery luck, but you don't know that. I mean, we just we just really don't know that. But anyway, we're not gonna dwell on this. We spent <laughs> we spent almost thirty minutes, uh, in the first half of this, just venting and. We apologize for that, but I mean it was it was warranted at the time. But <laughs> Richard, hey, speak speak for yourself. I'm still going to be uh, all over this. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's that's fine. Look, we're gonna try we're gonna try to not be as upset for this part, and we're gonna try to get some knowledge because you know we knew going into this, even if the Mavs didn't keep their pick like what was expected from the from the beginning you know they made that that trade for Luca last year uh, with the expectations that they weren't going to keep this year's pick anyway so it's not a surprise from the Mavs in even though they would have loved to jump up into the top four and or even you know get the number one pick in Zion but uh, it, it was a it was an expected result so you can only you can only be so mad about it when you consider that. But that being said, we knew that the Mavs were going to have their second round pick regardless. And they were going to have a high second round pick. So it's official now. They're going to have pick number 37 in the second round. Richard, who are who are some names you're, you're keeping your eyes on and who Mavs fans should keep their eyes on as we get closer to the draft? Well, first, let me just say that the one silver lining like out of all of this that is really good about you know just the horrible night that tonight has been um, is that the Mavs did by losing the lottery odds technically to New Orleans and Memphis, it did jump two spots in the second round. So that's right. a really good positive because the second round is it's not it's not necessarily deep and it's not weak either. But like so, every pick matters. Um, the closer obviously to thirty you can be in the second round, the better of a chance that a first rounder falls. Um, there's a lot of wings that I've been looking at. One, the top one for me would be a dream would be KZ Paula, I think is how you say his name. Uh, it's kind of tricky. He's from Stanford, amazing athlete, uh, really raw, doesn't have much of a shot, but he can create. I'd love for him to fall. Not too confident on that, but with the jump shot concerns as a wing, he may be able to, you know, slip to 37 or maybe even the Mavs make a trade. Um, so he's the first guy who I'm looking at is hoping automatically just fall to the Mavs. Um, the most wishful thinking I know, Dalton, you and I have talked about this guy plenty, is uh, Matisse Thibel. Yes. I would absolutely love for him to be there, but I, I think he got a first-round promise considering he's not participating in the combine at all. But for those who really are curious about him, he's 6'5 or 6'6, something like that, with a 7'2 wingspan, uh, probably the best defensive prospect in the class. He is the only, I don't even know, the crazy stats are out there, but he gets blocks, he gets steals, he plays the passing lanes. Look, uh, he's the, a defensive <laughs> stopper. <laughs> what it tells you everything you need to know about Thibel that his nickname is the Angel of Chaos. <laughs> you know, he, they, I, I saw that somewhere, I, I don't know if it was ESPN or something, but they, they said his nickname is the Angel of Chaos. And when you watch him play, 
I mean, that's that's true. The way he play, he just he just causes chaos, and he his arms are so long. He's in every single passing lane, disrupting passes, and uh, he gets a lot of steals. He blocks shots. He he can test everything, and then he's got a little bit of an offensive game to go along with it, but. Before the tournament started, before the NCAA tournament started, you know, I had more hope that he could be available for the Mavs in the second round. But then he had a really good tournament, uh, and that that seemed to change. The more publicity he got, the more uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The more the spotlight was was shown on him as that tournament went on. It just seemed like it kind of opened everybody's eyes a little bit. So. I'm sad about that. I'm still going to hold out a little bit of hope. Like maybe something happens at the combine and he drops a little bit. I don't know. I I would really love to see Matisse Thibel fall to the Mavs though. Matt? Um, yeah, I mean, I've seen him ranked pretty high uh, on different draft boards. Some as high as like top uh, 12 or 15. So we'll have to see what happens there. But a guy that I wanted to ask you about, uh, Richard is uh, is Naz Reed from LSU. Um, he I, I watched him, you know, quite a bit this year because I'm an Ole Miss guy and I watched a lot of SEC basketball. So, uh, what have you got on him? Dude, I'm really glad you said him because he was actually going to be the next guy I talked about. I have him ranked in my top 25, I think, top 30 at least. Uh, a lot of people I've seen on Twitter, I, I searched his name today just to see what everyone thought about him. There were people talking about how he's going to be undrafted, and I was like, perfect, you know what? That means he'll be there for the Mavs, but <laughs> I think he's going to go, I think he'll go in the top 40. The Mavs really could use his game, um, an offensive-minded four. He's not very good defensively, to say the least. Um, he's heavy-footed on the perimeter. He's got short arms, so he's not really going to protect the rim. And, uh, I mean, he's strong, but that's basically his only defensive skill set but man he can shoot that dude i i have videos up that on my twitter that he can shoot from the logo like no problem he barely gets any jump or anything it's it's gorgeous he's got a lot of guard skills so i'm i'm a big fan of him on that at least in the second round at 37 like he's a swing for the fences and you take that chance well and look another guy that i'm gonna bring up here and uh from what i've seen he's kind of like a late first round fringe he's a fringe first round player and i've seen a couple people put him in in the early second round but you know if if the mavs wanted a center uh what do you think about daniel gafford from arkansas i mean what, what do you like anything about his game i love everything about his game the only issue i have with him is that he, he has like an inconsistent motor uh supposedly i haven't seen a ton of that but that is like a worrisome, you know, you don't want your center of all positions to really have a bad motor. Um, but everything else about him checks out. He's amazing in the pick and roll, both ends really. Uh, a lot better offensively than defensively. But he's an incredible athlete with really long arms. He's a good rebounder. Um, he runs the floor, so he'd be that rim-running type. I actually have him in my top 15, so I'd be really stunned to see him land in the second round. Uh, I think in workouts, if he interviews well, that. There's no question in my mind he's going top 20, top 15 at the least. Right. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of him. As long as he adds muscle and, and you know, the motor's there, he's going to be a good player. Well, and it feels like with, with Gafford's, you know, build and how he plays the game, and everything, it seems like every time we see a guy or every time I see a guy like him, I, I naturally want to compare him to, a like, a young Tyson Chandler. Um uh, you know, especially with the way he's able to protect the rim. 
so I don't know if my my comparison is is far off there. Maybe he's a more offensively gifted uh, version of Tyson Chandler, but that's kind of what I see when I when I watch Gafford highlights. Yeah, they're a little bit different. I haven't really come up with a comparison yet. Um, I mean, I thought maybe like Atlanta Dwight Howard is someone who he reminded me of. Uh, not like the dominant Dwight Howard or anything, but he. I, I think he's a little bit more skilled offensively because he's he's got the mid range jump shot. He can take every once in a while. It's not really consistent, um, and like I said, the motor comes and goes a little bit more. So I'd love to be to see him be a Tyson Chandler that can shoot. That would be incredible. I think he's, his jump shot's going to keep growing, um, but I think he's closer to kind of like Dwight Howard in Atlanta. Because if you remember, he was taking mid range jump shots and still putting up really good numbers. Just wasn't like dominant defensively. I think that's kind of a, a middle ground for him. Right. And look, I I got a couple more players I want to ask you about. I don't know, like, again, I don't know how, how far you've gotten into this already. Uh, I'm sure you've been doing research on a ton of guys, but uh, I'll, let, I'll let Matt get in on this again after I ask you about uh, uh, Okiki. How do you say his first name? Chuma? Yeah, Chuma Okiki. Yeah, I mean, he – he was great for Auburn. Uh, he had that unfortunate injury in the in the yeah. tournament. I don't know if I mean I'm sure that's going to affect his his draft stock a little bit. Uh, but what, what what do you like about his game? And is that a guy that you could potentially see uh, falling to the Mavs, or is his upside just just too much to uh, to get him down to 37? I'm not entirely sold on his upside, and and really the the ACL injuries those always scare me off. Um, but Okiki, that's, it might be okay. I don't even know how to say it, but I like it for more Okiki. Um, but he's a perfect glue guy. I mean, he averaged two assists, two steals, a block. Um, didn't really get a ton of points, so immediately your first reaction you know, is going to be Draymond, but he's a better shooter. Um, I, I like him. The ACL injury just really scares me, but um, the same way how I kind of feel about Jonte Porter in this draft, at 37, it's, their, it's the Mavs' only pick. You might as well take a swing for the fence. And if he come, if both those guys come back healthy, you're getting a first round talent. Um, so I think I think that would be worth it at 37. Matt, you have any guys on on the brain right now? Yeah, it was actually you just mentioned Jonte Porter. I wanted to get your thoughts on him because obviously he was, you know, he's Michael Porter Jr.'s brother, and he had a little praise coming out. Ended up staying in after last year's draft and, and going another year at Missouri, but. Um, I guess he's coming out again this year. What are your What are your thoughts on him? He's a he's a really unique player. He's a three and D power forward, which is really rare. I don't know how many of those guys really exist. Like, I don't know if he's really going to do anything in between those two things that much because uh, he's not athletic really at all. Um, and but two ACL injuries it doesn't really help anything. So that scares me off a lot. Like the whole the whole injury history in that family just freaks me out. But he's a really good defender from what I saw last year in, at Missouri. Um, really good defensively, has all the skills. He understands the game. It's pretty clear. And his jump shot's pretty good. So, I, like I said, I like him as a 3 and D uh, power forward, which I don't even think I can name any. I've tried for so long thinking of this, but I can't think of a single, like, just straight up, Those that's his role. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm intrigued by Porter, uh, you know, I'm not. I haven't really kept up with him as much as I did, as much as I did last year. I honestly didn't didn't expect him to go back to school. Maybe maybe y'all did. I don't know. But 
you know, I really, I really didn't keep up with him as much this year, but he's definitely a guy that I'm intrigued by. Uh, I guess this is the last guy on my list that I was going to ask you about Richard. And, you know, last year Mavs fans really wanted, uh, the Mavs to select a wing with their second round pick. They ended up with Jalen Brunson, who, you know, to his credit, to the Mavs credit, he's turned out to be a really solid player, uh, really smart. He's NBA ready. Uh, he stepped in as soon as Berea went out, and he, he had a tremendous second half of the season, uh, started a lot of games in that second half of the season. But anyway, you know, this year they they kind of have to take a wing at this point. If not, even even if they take a center, you know, that, that would, or a center or power forward, that, that would be more acceptable than taking another guard at this point. Uh, but I mean, I, I'm looking at the wing prospects. I think that's definitely where they have to have their, their main focus. And I'm looking at Dylan, uh, Windler, or is it Windler from Belmont? I'm not actually sure on that either. So you know, you're going to the wrong person on how to say the name. I've, gotcha. I've heard both. <laughs> I think it's Windler. I, yeah. I think it's Windler. Uh, someone correct me if I'm wrong on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, with Windor, though, I mean, like, he gives you everything you want. He averaged over 10 rebounds a game. He's a really good shooter. Um, I mean, he absolutely lit up the stat sheet every single night. Uh, my concern with him is I, I am a little bit skeptical of shooters and of like him uh, that played in weaker conferences because you don't get a chance to see them play against a ton of length all the time, uh, which really impacts three-point shooting. But he seems to have it. He's he had all the numbers that indicate he'll be a good shooter. His form's good. Uh, I think he's worth a shot at 37. I don't know how comf- comfortable I'd be there. I'd say like 40 maybe. Uh, I know it's picky, but I think there's a few. There's other wings I like in this class. Actually, wings is the deepest position from 30 to 45, in my opinion. I think you're going to yeah. see a ton of those fly off. Uh, no pun intended, I guess. I didn't realize what I just said. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, the wings, wings are fully fully loaded in this class so if you get Windler there's a few others who I was thinking of uh just name dropping if you don't mind yeah that you could take that can play both wing spots and and like you said they can also some of them can play forward um Admiral Schofield he's undersized he kind of plays like a four Ooh, uh, he's I like, like six that. five but plays like a four uh the dream would be if Cameron Johnson's there from North Carolina he's an incredible shooter uh but I think he goes first round sadly and then for shooting guard wings that can play both, I really like uh, Jordan Poole from Michigan, the one who had the game winner last year in the tournament. He's a really good shooter. Uh, for international, you got Yovel Zuzman. Can't tell you a ton about him because international, sadly, I will admit I'm not the best at. Um, I, but he can play at a high tempo. I've seen that from the couple games I've watched, and he's a smart kid. And then also Lugan Stort from Arizona State. He's really built. He needs to fix his jump shot and, and uh, driving ability, but he can get to the rim easy, just not finish. And then just a couple more guys, my absolute dream would be Jordan Wara, I think is how you say his name. It's a silent end. I know the, the last player drafted with a silent end hasn't been the best, but he's a 3 and D wing that can just absolutely shut down anyone and hit from NBA range. And then the last guy who I've heard the Mavs have uh, some linking to is Robert Franks of Washington State. I've, I've tweeted plenty about him. He was one of the top, I think, top 10 shooters this year off Synergy. Uh, incredible on spot-up. He's really long. He has a 7'3 wingspan. He's 6'7". 
Um, and he's got he's got muscle, so he just needs to keep adding that, and he can be a really good three and D player. You know, I I haven't. I'm sure I've seen Robert Franks before if I look him up, but I haven't actually done much research on him. But just hearing you hearing you talk about him right there, it, it, it's definitely what I'm going to be doing after this. <laughs> hey, just search search an abstract and Robert Franks. You'll see a ton of results pop up. Honestly, probably too much. Um, but he's he's a really good shooter. Perfect form. Uh, and, I mean, from a standstill, I don't think there's really anyone better in this draft class. Um, at least in the second round talent, there's no question. I'm probably blanking on someone off the top of my head, but he is an incredible, incredible shooter. Matt, do you have anything else to add Add for Richard there? he's We've covered a lot of ground. Yeah, I just I was curious. You know, you know, this happens in the NFL sometimes and the NBA occasionally as well. Is there's a player with immense first-round talent that for whatever reason slips into the second round, whether it be injury or, you know, character concern or, or some other kind of, issue is there anybody that you see that's maybe a top you know eight to 15 or 20 talent that can end up falling back into where the Mavs pick at 37 I'd say the easiest answer for me on that is Dan Gafford who we talked about the other one I I don't see a ton of guys like that um gosh I mean I'd say my bold prediction really would be (laughs) I mean I can see I don't even know actually I can't see any of these guys falling I I I think maybe Kevin Porter Jr. That'd be my boldest prediction, or Romeo Langford. Um, not too confident in those. I'm more confident in Langford falling because I've, from what I've heard, there's some character issues, but I don't know how how necessarily deep that goes. Um, I could see him kind of slipping, and his jump shot is just abysmal. So those would be my two guys, I'd say, and, and probably Casey Opala. He's been a top 25 guy all year. Uh, really wouldn't surprise me if he kind of slipped, but. He also probably gets the benefit of the doubt for playing for Stanford. Well, and let me let no. me let me ask you this because Matt just jogged my memory, and I'm glad I'm glad he brought up that question. But w- what do you know about Darius Baisley? Because I mean, from what I understand, you know, he was a top guy coming out of high school. Uh, he completely skipped college. I mean, the whole. The storyline, he's a different position, but the you know the story it, it seems kind of similar to that of of Mitchell Robinson last year, uh, and obviously Mitchell Robinson fell to the Knicks in the second round. I think it was around the same range that uh, the Mavs are in right now. But I mean, what what can you tell us about Darius Baisley? Could he have you know a chance to be that type of Mitchell Robinson storyline? Potentially. Um, I haven't seen a ton of him, like most people. Um, but what I do know is that he's got guard skills. He can move well. Uh, he's a really good athlete, and being signed by Clutch Sports usually is a recipe for success. Most of their guys are pretty successful. Uh, so I, I have confidence in him based on that alone. But uh, supposedly, I don't know what the official numbers are. He has good length. Um, he's got the prototypical size for a power forward. He's like six nine, two hundred, give or take. So he's got he's got the upside. He'd be a pure upside pick. Not sure he'd be as good year one as Mitchell Robinson. Although I said the same thing about Mitchell Robinson. Um, he's basically is supposed to be really raw. So I it'd be it have to be a team that just has nothing to lose really. That right. would take him. I wouldn't see like I, I I don't know who really actually wouldn't take him in this draft, but. Someone's going to swing for the fences, and he's a home run pick, yeah. 
Well, and I mean that—that's the thing. You know, he was—he was such a highly rated talent uh, coming out of high school, and you know, since he didn't play college ball, there's just really there's not that much film out there on him. Uh, you know, for for people to to analyze against you know high competition, high level competition. So that's one of the reasons Mitchell Robinson dropped, and that's that's one of the reasons that that Baisley will probably drop drop too. But uh, you know, from what I from what I have seen of him, I'm definitely intrigued. I don't know if pick number thirty seven is too high to take a risk on a guy like him. Uh, I don't. Like you said, clutch sports guys have success, but I'm not necessarily thrilled that he's <laughs> that he signed with clutch sports because the Mavs they don't have very very good luck with that particular agency. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. I, I I'm very intrigued by that. He's my dark horse pick. Uh, so I that that that's my final thoughts on that. I, I don't know where how you feel, Matt, but that that's who I'm. That's my dark horse pick for the Mavs in the second round is uh Darius Baisley. That sounds interesting to me. I'm I'm down for whatever at this point, you know. <laughs> it's uh it's 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 always gonna be hit or miss here in the second round, so you know, take a shot while you can and if it works out it works. If it doesn't it doesn't. Well I know again we're you know we're we're still recovering from from all the stuff that that happened earlier in in the draft lottery and uh again i mean we knew the odds were not in the Mavs favor but uh we thought maybe maybe for once that uh the basketball gods would look down on the Mavs and have some have some sympathy and you know give them give them give them more than what they got tonight so but that didn't happen uh, but Richard, we're we're really appreciative that you came on here tonight and gave us a little more knowledge on some of these second round prospects. Uh, I'm sure the closer we get to uh, to draft time, you'll have even more information out on some of these other guys. But uh, we really appreciate you coming on with us. Hey, I really appreciate y'all having me on. All right, we appreciate Thanks. it. We'll talk to you later, Richard. Thanks, Richard. Thank you. Again, that was that was Richard Stamen. Uh, you guys know him as Mavs Draft on Twitter. Uh, he's got a lot of good content out on there. Uh, I mean, guys that you know the the average fan would never never think to look into. He's he's watching a ton of film. Uh, he's getting he's getting all kinds of information on these guys that could be uh, diamonds in the rough in the second round. So uh, thanks again to Richard for coming on with us. All right, guys, that's going to do it for another episode of the Step Back, a Mavs podcast. Um, again, we, we're, still, we're still trying to process everything that went on tonight. Uh, I guess the, the good thing is, if you, if you can take something good from all of this, is you know, we, we can start to really uh, pin down what the Mavs' priorities should be going forward. We can kind of start to figure out what their uh what their free agency plans are because they're not going to have a first round pick that uh that takes up their cap space some of their cap space so uh we should be getting a more clear picture of what's going on and uh, you know we've talked about Kimba Walker and Chris Middleton and you know some names like that so we're we're going to continue to do that in the future uh it's going to get really ramped up once the NBA finals end uh, but Matt, you have any last thoughts before we hit, before we head off here? Uh, not really. Just uh, 
want to remind you guys to check out our work on DallasBasketball.com. We do a lot of hard work over there. Uh, we'll have some second-round draft content coming up. I'm writing a piece on Goran Dragic um, and his fit with the Mavericks this summer, which will hopefully cheer me up a little bit as I'm writing that. Um, and then, uh, you know, Dalton and Fish are always putting out great work as well, so keep an eye out for that stuff. And we also have uh, – we just started a Patreon um, account if you guys want to check that out as well. Um, you know, basically what you do is you go in there and you can you can uh, pledge money and become a patron of ours and just help us grow and keep this podcast, you know, as, as good as it can be. Um, you know, we, we don't expect anything, and there aren't really any perks yet, but we're, we're still working on that. But, you know, every dollar counts, and we appreciate everybody and, you know, your your loyal listenership and all that stuff. It really means a lot to us. So, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it on my end. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we've uh, – obviously, we've got a we've got a couple of sponsors that we've, we've gone through now. We've got uh, Anchor as our, our active sponsor right now, and – uh, you know the the Patreon account is just it's just another way to give listeners a chance to support us if they wish to do so. So it's not it's not anything mandatory, but if you do, if you guys feel like doing it, definitely check that out, and we appreciate any support we're given there. But guys, yeah, and that's uh sorry, that's Patreon.com/slash/StepbackMavs. Just if you want to find it. Good deal. Well, guys. We appreciate you coming on every week and listening. It's hard to believe that uh, that this is, was our twentieth episode. It's it's kind of sad that <laughs> that that this ended up being the the twentieth episode under the circumstances. But uh, it's been great. Uh, like Matt said, we're going to continue to bring you guys the best uh, Mavs content that we know how. And uh, again, we just really appreciate it. So you guys have a good week. Uh, we'll be back next week and. We'll be talking about free agency plans and other things that come up uh, within the next week or so. So thanks, guys. Y'all have a good one. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Metrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.